I'm Mary Jo Smith. No relation. Welcome to My First Time. It's the February 2017 edition. Yeah. And our theme is My First Car. Yeah. Like All right. Have bought a car, drove a car, bought a car, had a car, had given a car. a car. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> However, Experienced a car. Yeah. If you were born in a car, you probably won't remember. Oh. Um, that would have been a good story. With us, as always, is Dr. Ian Phone Smith. I'm here. No relation to me. But related to me. Mm-hmm. And then our guests this month are... It's a star-studded affair. It really is. Artemis Pebdani. <gasps> Jim Wise. Oh, come on. And Gary Anthony Williams. That Gary Anthony Williams. He's great. <laughs> Gary's making great, great again. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> All right, so then I will start. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about cars. So my first car. Um, I didn't learn to drive until I was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Yes. I uh, took uh, the permit test in, when I was 15, and I didn't pass. And one of my best friends at the time had ruthlessly mocked someone else for not passing the permit test twice. And out of humiliation for not passing it once, I just never took it again. And then, <laughs> wow! I know, it's just like, peer pressure is horrible. So then, um, I had friends in high school that drove, so I just didn't need to drive. And then I was moving to LA, so having a car wasn't important to me, and uh, which just doesn't make any sense, but then I wasn't going to ship my car from Hawaii to LA. It wasn't like I lived in Arizona and I could drive my car. So I didn't need to buy one, so just it, that never happened. Um, so when I moved to LA, then I was out here by myself with no one really to teach me how to drive. And for about six years, I just took the bus everywhere. So anytime anyone talks about how no one walks in LA, the song, I, I hate that song. Mm-hmm. I walked all over LA for six years. I took the bus everywhere, and this is pre the subway, too. Is that why you hate that song? Well, I hate that song because it's also a terrible song. Okay. I like that song. I like the song, but I agree with your your sentiment. People walk in. Yeah, people walk in. So, um, so for six years I didn't uh, drive, and then finally my aunt was tired of this, and she bought me lessons, professional lessons. Um, from a driving instructor. Now, I have to tell you, anyone who learned to drive without a driving instructor is an idiot. <laughs> Everyone should learn to drive with a driving instructor. You got private driving lessons? Yeah. The guy picked me up in his, like, you know, I don't know, two, this would have been 2005. So, um, or no, 2003. So it was probably like a 1990s, you know, Honda or something like that. But it's one of those ones where they can break and they have a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Picks me up. Was it a manual shift? It was not a manual shift. You don't have to know how to drive that anymore. I don't That's think. Sad. Standard shift, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, the first lesson, and it was just like an hour. You only get about an hour. We just made left turns. <laughs> That's all we did was make left turns. I almost killed us a bunch of times, but I didn't because he could brake and he could steer. And then I was like, why are we doing left turns? Left turns are so hard. And he's like, no, actually left turns are easier because they're the widest turn you take. And right turns are harder. And because I was so focusing on the left turns, I wasn't noticing that I was driving straight in the lanes and then turning and driving straight in the lanes. So then he was like, okay, now drive us home. I was like, I can't. And I learned in like off of La Brea, like in the city, not in wow. residential areas. And um, so I was like, okay. And so I drove us home like up La Brea, up busy LA streets, and then I had another lesson where we did right turns, and then I had another <laughs> lesson. But wait, wait, but when you drove yourself home to, yeah. did you make right turns that day? That first time it was like, drive us home. 
You I, must have had to, right? I think I had to, yeah. Yeah, we might have even done that. Like, Big we just circle. left turn and left turn. But I drove us home, and then the second day, we basically did the same thing. We did right turns. The third day, we did, I think, like, parking. Oh, yeah, sorry. or U-turns. High-point turns. And, and each one of those, I almost killed us, but he would break, and it was fine. And then the fourth <laughs> lesson was going to the DMV and using his car for me to take the driver's test. Hmm. Wow. And I passed. Which was yeah. amazing. And he wasn't in it. He wasn't in the. Car. No, he sits and waits in the lobby, and that's and they because their cars are certified and everything, it's easier. But DMV homeboy, homeboy gets uh gets to sit in the car that also has. Yeah, so DMV homeboy actually probably feels way safer. Yeah. Because he can just break whenever he wants. Awesome. I can't murder him. So I pass. <laughs> um, but still didn't um buy a car because I you know I passed it, but I was like I don't know, and then um. My dad had died uh, a few years earlier, and my mom decided instead of hoarding her life insurance, she was going to give each of us uh, 20 grand to spend w- what we could with it. Um, and I'd spent most of it on just like not working that much and grieving and buying a computer. So I had about $6,000 left. <laughs> and after getting into a huge fight with my little sister about her having to drive me everywhere, because I had a driver's license and she was still driving me everywhere, um, I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to go get a car. So Ian drove me out to uh, Longo Toyota. Nice. Mm. Uh, we drove the farthest away we could possibly no, could. Where is, where is Longo? It's, it's worth the drive, though. Is I mean, it? As far as the Toyota dealerships, it's, uh, the great it's, it's really <laughs> worth the drive. It really is worth the drive. Get all my cars at Longo. Is it freeway close? It's a Longo. It's a Longo driver. It's, it's a hello. It's, it's totally far away. And as a person who didn't think, oh, I have to drive my own car home, like on I the sh- freeway, yeah. On the freeway, which I, you know, I've had four oh, driving oh, lessons. Oh, like, like that's it. Oh. To get a good deal, but then you had to make your way. Yeah. Right. So we we drive out there and we go in the lot and you know the guy's like ready for the you know the shakedown and I'm just like dude I have six thousand dollars I have no more than six thousand dollars that's all I can buy and it's like well you're not going to be able to buy a Toyota used for six thousand dollars but he was like I have a Ford. So I get in a uh, Ford ZX2 Escort. It was a two-door. Oh, the Escort. Yeah. ZX2 Escort. It was red and sporty. And, um, I think you buried the lead on your story. <laughs> I started with this. So we get in, and of course he shows off the air conditioning, and we drive around. <laughs> shows it <laughs> and, um, and I like I don't have any other options. The guy's made it pretty clear, like, this is all you're going to get for this amount of money. So we go into the haggling area, and he keeps trying to haggle with me. And I'm like, no, it can't be, with tax, with everything, it has to be $6,000. Like, that is it. Nothing can cost more than this. (laughs) And he's like, what about financing and something like that? And A, I have zero credit cards, because I've been living without children or a car, so why would you need credit cards? Um, Huh. Yeah. I see that math. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So... uh, I was like, no, this is it. So he finally gets that through his head, and I buy my car for $6,000. But I don't have any car insurance. And if you, if you don't get car insurance when you're a child through your parents, it's the most expensive thing <laughs> on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And this is pre all those websites that would compare insurances for you. Mm-hmm. So I just went through USAA, which is a really good insurance company that my parents have. Um, but the cheapest insurance they could give me was $2,500 every six months. Jesus Christ. So within a year, I was and paying... And that was a long time ago before they wow. started jacking up prices. Yeah. Mm. So the, I almost paid the full cost of my car in insurance 
the first year, which is the first time I got a credit card because I started to go in debt trying to pay my car insurance. This is um, a cautionary tale. Yeah, so get get learn to drive and get your insurance under your parents, everyone, and go through a, a driving instructor. So now I have this car. So um, the car itself, which yes, I drove, almost died on the way home. Ian screamed at me once, parallel parking, um, <laughs> on a hill. It's hard to parallel park on a hill. Did you have a lesson for that? No, <laughs> I had Ian screaming at me, Whoa. going like, "Why can't you parallel park?" <laughs> um, and that thing where because the car was like heavy in the front where if you took your foot off if you were on a hill and you took your foot off of the um let's call it the, the, brake. the brake let's call it the brake it would just it would roll really fast downhill so you did it really quickly like correct it wasn't one of those light as air cars that kind of hovered uh, <laughs> well my prius now is like, like sure. Tom yeah, yeah yeah you know we're sure. just so anyway, the the car served me very very well. I loved it very much. Uh, but I was just gonna list the the experiences I've had in it. It's been hit twice, mm-hmm. sitting in the exact same spot on my street. The first time it was I came out on Christmas morning and the door was smashed in and the window uh, was broken. Oh. Then it got hit in that same door. Uh, well, actually, that, that door got replaced by a black door that was painted red, so it always had a slightly weird, different color that didn't match the door. The second time it got hit, it didn't break the glass, so I just kept it and didn't get it fixed. So it was one of those doors that you had to put your hand in and then wrench the handle up and pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, it got rear-ended twice. The first time, it didn't do any damage. The second time, it cracked my trunk. So my trunk, I'd never got it fixed. The same thing, you had to put the key in and then kind of pull it and wrench it up. It wouldn't pop up anymore. And this is the Escort you're talking about. Yeah, this is the Escort. (laughs) My my tiny, my zippy red Escort. Part of it is I didn't get things fixed. I could have gotten things fixed. But I felt bad because well, one of the people... you had like a $50,000 deductible with that. Probably. Yeah. Well, one of the things too is that cool. one of the people who rear-ended me um, did not speak a lot of English and was driving a white like painting van. So I didn't know if they had insurance or not. And I don't want to racially profile anybody. But I was like, <laughs> I don't want to make this man, in case he doesn't have insurance or he's not here legally have to, you know, pay for my car. By somebody hearing this podcast? (laughs) Where did this happen? Well, I did Let's find all the painter vans. Get them. We have a lot of English as a second language people listening. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's constant. Um, And then uh, I I did a lot of making out in that car. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, It had real dark interior and bucket seats. And whoever owned it previously had tinted the windows. I think back when it was legal. Daytime makeup. Yeah, you could not see inside of it at all. So there was a lot of, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But my favorite story, and it's my last story about the car, was towards the end of its life. It was really dying, and it would stall out, and I'd have to restart it and stuff. And it, when it idled, it made this sound. <laughs> wow! Oh. It's like a curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> just curly oh, from nice the Three guy. Stooges, and it would shake. It was it, like it would shake and then stop shaking, like you thought it was dead, but it wasn't dead. Um, and uh, Tom, or not Tom, uh, Ted Michaels, who everyone here knows, but if you don't know, is a uh, part of the Groundlings, had formed a friendship with um, Michael Sheen. And uh, he'd gotten invited to go see a screening of a movie down in Santa Monica, and Ted invited me. And I was like, sure. So I drive my very dying car to Santa Monica, park it far away from where we're going, and walk in. So then afterwards, we hang out. We're having drinks or whatever. And then it's like, oh, hey, just the three of us are leaving. It's like, where's everybody parked? And we're parked in a way that I can just walk to my car, and it will be fine. 
Um, but Ted suggests that we all walk me to my car and then I drive everybody to their cars. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I don't want to have a movie star in my car. Like, I don't care about Ted, but I don't. I barely know this guy. He's a movie star. So I'm like, okay. So we get into my, and it's a two-door. So I have to, like, open the thing. Is Martin Sheen? Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. From, a, you know, Underworld. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 So um, I open, he, he, I love how he's like Oscar nominated and I mentioned Underworld. I know, it's funny. Uh, Frost Nixon. Frost Nixon. <laughs> you know. Uh, Talking about Underworld? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Masters of Sex, that kind of thing. So Ted has to crawl into the tiny back seat that's covered in dog hair. And uh, thankfully the front was clean. Michael Sheen gets into the front. Um, oh, you're driving them to their I'm car. driving them to their cars. Perfect. In my tiny broken down car. So we pull around this thing to where he's parked and because Ted strikes up a conversation that doesn't end when we get to his car, oh. we're just sitting in my car. But my car does I don't want my car to idle. So I turn it off. And I thought, he must think he's about to get murdered. Because Ted's sitting directly behind him like in The Godfather. I've turned the car off. It's all dark and tinted in here. And we're behind a building in like an alleyway. Um, <laughs> Ted has piano wire. Like, yeah. It just happened to be. Just like, yeah. well, I was, I was going to fix a piano later. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, so we sit there talking, and I'm like, just please, nobody notice. And just so worried that someone's going to get out of the car and just be like, why am I covered in Labrador hair? <laughs> um, but he manages to get out, and then Ted crawls out of the back seat, and I drive into his car. So nothing bad happened, but it was just one of the most mortifying moments mm-hmm. of my life. I don't mm-hmm. know if men care what women's cars are like. Um, we do. We do. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good, I mean, you know. It's an if indicator of yeah. If it's pretty sloppy, then yeah, that's what her vagina will be like. Well, that was I was thinking more in terms of what their home would be like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And their mental their, their mental state. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In disarray. Okay. Um. So uh, and then uh, my 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 sweet car. Uh, she oh, no. uh, she, she finally. I never gave her a name. Wow. She finally died. Uh, don't don't and, do this to us. She died, and um, I donated her to charity. I donated her to a children's charity. And wow! I came and got her, and I, I see other children driving it. Uh, escort <laughs> children driving it. I see Fred red or- escorts that look like it on the road, so they're capable of driving still. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if she was scrapped for parts or. Was it cars for kids? I think it might hey, have Gary, been. Gary, would you please sing? One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. Right, that'd be longer. That'd be longer Toyota. Cars for kids. Oh, I don't know that Toyota. It's a, it's a long go Toyota. Oh, he gets mad at the end of that song. Wow. Um, and and on those amazing jingles, that's the end of my story. Wow. I hope somebody jingles at the end of my story. I don't music. see so. you have you had a story with a wonderful beginning and, and a wonderful end. No, oh, okay. I people who know me and everybody at this table knows me except you. Ulcers here. Artsies, <laughs> um, ulcers. I, yeah, that's not what I. That's not what I called you. <laughs> I never have any beginning. Oh, I always have a wonderful beginning to stories. I never have an end to stories. So, guys, let's just talk. Okay. <laughs> let's T-A-L-Q-U-E talk. Uh, my name is Gary Anthony Williams, by the way. Hey, Gary. I, this, this might sound stereotypical and typical, but I grew up a very poor black man uh, in Fayetteville, Georgia, and we shared everything. I have 
six sisters and two brothers, all the same mom and dad, Jim Wise. Don't Take be that easy. Guy. I wasn't judging. Don't be that guy. I thought you were going to say all the same age. All the same age. We're all the same age. It's really hard. We're all this boys and girls mix, but we're all identical twins. Wow. No, uh, I'm no, not all the same age. I'm next to the youngest, and my mom and dad were older and in the deep south, so everything is like a generation behind. Like you know, we're still slaves. Um, so, but we shared, we even shared, today? even today, wow. even today, yeah, we well, live, certainly you're on your way back there with this we live on Mr. Ponder's, please, Mr. Ponder's sure. plantation down there. Uh, so we shared everything. Now, the very first car that I had, it wasn't mine at first, it was my brother Jeff's. Uh, that's my older brother, so you know, mm -hmm. uh, the third oldest in the family. And where do you fall? I'm next to the youngest. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got, guys, you got to keep up. You got to keep up with my family. You got to keep up with my family. Jeff was, uh, and still is, uh, he's the tallest. I'm the young, I'm the short kid in the family, short boy in the family. He's 6'4". Wow. I have another brother who's 6'2". They robbed me of my height. Um, but Jeff had a 1977 or 78 Malibu Classic. Nice. Uh, that's by, that's made by the Chevrolet company. Mm -hmm. And uh, instead of me having a car, what he did was me and my sister Mary, Jeff got a brand new green Pinto, which there's yes. another story avocado behind. Green, avocado green? It was a deep emerald green ooh, that he had bought ooh. some emerald green shag carpet until one day me and my dad and my friend Red literally drove it into a lake, <laughs> which is another great story. Uh, but Jeff, after he got his new Pinto, he said, you and Mary can split this car. You can just share driving it. So for my last couple of years of high school, my sister's last year of high school, we shared this Malibu Classic, which the the uh, the fabric in the top of it, mm -hmm. what do you call that part of your the car? Lining? In the lining? Yeah, the lining yeah. and the ceiling of it. Sure. Sure. The cars have like ceilings. Canopy. It was all canopied, so I would take uh, push pins and uh, just shove it up. So it kind of gave it a nice little Arabian look in there. Like a Surrey with a fringe on top. Like a Surrey, yes, with the fringe on top. So we shared it until Mary got her own Mustang. And then Ooh. that car became available to be mine, but Jeff said, you can't have the car. I'll sell it to you for a dollar. So uh, okay. he sold me. I gave him a dollar. He sold me the car, and that was my car. And I then drove to school with, and there's a girl. I don't want to say her name now because she's now married and remarried. But she was my first kind of girlfriend, but I was never sure if I wanted her to be my girlfriend. But we would go out on dates and stuff. And this is, now, you know I'm very cool now, but yeah. at this time in high school, I wasn't so cool gym-wise. <laughs> I, I remember the first, like the first time we parked, like we went like a couple of streets down from my, where my folks lived in this cul-de-sac, and I went to hug her, and I really did that thing where mm -hmm. with the force of my elbow, I hit her right in the eye, <laughs> like right in her eye. Like, you're about to hug her, but it was so awkward. And she's like, no, I'm okay. It's fine. And then we kissed and stuff. And, like, literally when she walked out of the car, she had her hand over her eye later. Uh, so that was my first kissing and fondling experience was in that Malibu Classic. Then I went off to college with my Malibu Classic. It was a commuter college, so I just drove to and forth to college. But I had this thing back then where... I was kind of a weirdo. Like, 
I remember sometimes I would just wear like baseball pants, <laughs> those baseball knit pants, and I would tie this orange long scarf around like a uh, like a, like I was a like matador, a like, a oh. like I'm a pirate yeah. or a matador. I love this. But most of the time when I drove the car, it would be <laughs> rare if I drove that car with my hands instead of using a steering wheel. I would wrap that matador oh. scarf thing through the steering wheel. And I'll go, yeah, I swear. What? I would drive, I would turn the steering wheel like I was using it uh, as a... Like a, like a pulley Like reins, system. like reins on a horse. And I'd go, yeah, and I'd drive really to school. I, I really would drive like that. Wow. Or, <laughs> it wasn't at all. I have to but... What was the what was like what was your what was your fantasy with that like what were you what were you imagining you were piloting? Yeah. Like I was like driving I was like guiding a horse I was riding a horse. Which somehow was better. That's why I would go Chevy yeah. Malibu. But it was fun. Have you ever tried to drive like wrapping a scarf around Not the steering yet. wheel? I yeah, you yet. can just turn it, just move it up and it's down. It's not even kind turns. of occurred to me. It's difficult to <laughs> control. <laughs> it's not difficult at all. If, really you're, if you care about what you're you doing. Be, be a nuisance to the roadways, Gary. If you care about what you're doing, it's not difficult at all. <laughs> Only once did I have a wreck like that doing that. No. And that wasn't. No, no. It had nothing to do with me turning. Was it related Turning to the it? car. No, it was me. It was like early morning and I, and I just bumped somebody. I rear-ended somebody. Huh. And nothing was hurt. But I was driving with my orange scarf at the time. Huh? Do you remember the first time that you did that? Like what occurred? Yeah, I was in the car with my friend Donna. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I just remember going, oh, it's like a, I'm going to drive this like I'm riding a horse. And I weaved it through the steering wheel, and I did. And after that, it was like, it was going to be rare if I just used my hand. Did you have a radio in the car? I did at first. Then the radio died, and I stopped using the radio. I, I mean, I, I didn't even try to get it replaced because I used to write a lot of songs. So when I would, ever, I would pull over, I'd write songs. I used to write comedy songs and perform them. So whenever I, you know, I'd just pull over to the side of the road and write songs. And if I heard radio, then it would just mess with my, the funny stuff that I used sure. to do. When I started working at Six Flags, the over Georgia, the the orange scarf became just too ridiculous, and I thought, <laughs> no, I did. I thought this. I probably don't need to use my hands to drive. I think I can drive from my little town in Fayetteville, Georgia, out to Six Flags, which was about an hour away, using my knees. Sure. So I would never. Even like on sharp right turns or sharp left turns, I would just drive with my knees. And my friends would get in the car and they'd freak out, but I'd be sitting back and I'd drive hands free to Six Flags. Like all the way from leaving my house to parking into the parking lot, I would drive hands free wow. to Six Flags in that car. Mm. Uh, I moved out of the home and I took that car with me, my Malibu Classic. And I was dirt poor. And I mean, when I was dirt poor, I, I had a pet rat that one of my girlfriends had given me at the time. Oh. <laughs> and I remember at Christmas deciding, do I need to, do I need to eat? Or does my rat need to eat more? And I was like, I'll find food. My rat's not going to find food. So I remember like making that choice. I'll go buy her some food and I'll be okay. So I was that kind of poor. But I, was one day I was in this little store and there was a little a little toggle switch and it said retro rocket on it. And it was just like a little joke switch. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And I put it on the dashboard of my car. <laughs> and one day I'm riding, I, I go home and I'm about to pick up one of my roommates, Debbie. And I go, Deb, I, I know I don't have a lot of money, but I, I saw this thing that I need to buy for a car. I had my car fitted at this mechanics with this new 
propulsion system. And he's like, and she's like, Gary, are you an idiot? You're That's fucking hilarious. broke. Why are you doing this? You're, you don't have any money. I was like, I had to do it. I know it's crazy, but I had to do it. It really cost me 99 cents, but I told him mm -hmm. it's like hundreds of dollars. And she gets in my car. I was like, that, what are you doing? And it really looked real. Like, oh, this thing is hooked to something. And we were driving. And she's like, what, what does it do? And I, and I flipped it up and I hit the gas. Ah! Said, but Gary, so she was just thought, she thought I was a big ass idiot for getting that propulsion switch in that car. Retro rocket. Oh, the retro rocket. I met a girl who was the craziest girl in my life. She was that kind of crazy girl who, and I worked at a theater with her, who, uh, once you date one of those people, you'll never date that kind of person at all. You really learn, you go, oh, that was crazy. That girl's crazy. <laughs> that like, I compare her to, for real, she's like, uh, what do you call those people? Compulsive, she was a compulsive liar. She could not stop from lying. From little things like, oh, I didn't eat that too. Hey, Gary tried to rape me. You know, that kind of stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I had my- <laughs> Gary tried to rape you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, like, we had many, many full-on love-making sessions in that automobile. Ooh. It grew up with me. I grew up with that car until the day I was driving to my job. And I had had a dream. You might know this about me, Colleen. I don't know. But I dream things that, I dream a lot of realities. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, I dreamt that this happened and then, then it happens. So I had just had a dream about fish in my car, fish in my car, and then and then the, my car is an ocean. So I'm driving to the Center for Puppetry Arts, and uh, and I start smelling fish in my car. What the hell? My dream. It's my dream from last night. There's fish in my car. And <laughs> and then my car starts steaming up inside, and what happened is the water hose had popped and the radiator water smelled like old fish, but it popped and it started flooding hot, steaming hot water start flooding, not my side of the car, thank goodness, mm. start flooding the passenger side where nobody was Inside sitting. Inside the car. Inside the car, just start whoosh, rushing out in there and the whole car steamed up and it was like the first snow of the year in Atlanta and it rarely snows there. And so my car is freezing cold on the outside and burning up hot and I'm on the freeway <laughs> wow. and suddenly my car is steamed. Whoop. I can't see Jack. And I, ah, I roll down the window and I pull over to the side of the road and that's where it stayed until my brother came to collect it with a, uh, my dad's, he towed it back down to Fayetteville, Georgia, the tow truck. That was my first automobile. Wow. Yeah. See, no beginning, no, no end. No, beginning. Did he salvage the, the car? Yeah, well, my my brother and father were mechanic guys, and they could just fix anything. They couldn't fix that car. Like, <laughs> they, they couldn't fix that car, but they would they took parts off of that car that they would use on other things. So, and then they sold the rest probably to Joe Graves. You know, Joe Graves owns oh, yeah. on Graves uh, Junkyard down in Fayetteville, Georgia. Yes. Yeah, that Joe Graves. My question, follow up question, has nothing to do with your car. It has to do with what shoes and top did you wear with your Pirates of the Caribbean outfit? Well, now, see, here's the in interesting thing. The the pants that I wore were this really deep blue, like a really uh, saturated blue color. Mm -hmm. And I would wear, it would be tennis shoes. There was no certain color. The scarf was 
uh, orange, like a burnt orange. I wish I could see something in here so I could describe it to the people out in mm. that, yeah, can't in, uh, that can't see it. It was a burnt <laughs> orange, but it had some little silver like little discs on it that I had glued to it. Burnt orange on the inside of your collar then? Um, uh, no, it was a brighter orange than okay. that, so I guess not so You glue, you, so you... I glue these little silver discs on it, like, like the little mirrors. Oh, okay. They were like little mirrors, yeah, <laughs> that I glued on it. And I would wear, and like, first of all... Like a blouse top? It could be a blouse top, it could be a regular kind of top, it could be a t-shirt. But like, I was, like I said, I was the smallest boy in my family, but I was a big kid. I've always been big all my life, so I was 300 and something pounds, and I'd be wearing that. And nobody was going to mess with me because I come from a big family. That means you know how to fight. So nobody was ever going to mess with the Williams kids because we would tear your fucking heads off. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 mama would say, my mama would say, don't ever start anything, but you make sure you end it if something starts. Ooh. So that's the kind of people we were. Like, so nobody's going to mess with the kid walking around in baseball pants and a bright orange scarf. Tied around. Oh God, I've got so many questions. <laughs> like that's some past life matador shit. Right? That's yeah. like gotta be that. That's gotta be something like that. Right. Like where does that come from? It was I don't I don't know comfort. All right. Uh, the arts. So, the arts. Did we just pass? We're just gonna pass through the fact that you're a psychic. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, that happened. Yeah, that the psychic. Sorry. The psychic thing, and it's and I have passed it on to my son, and he's a couple of times. At first, he didn't believe it, and I would say, "Son, that's your Williams. That's that's how we are." He's he'll be like, "But we did this, right? We already did this." So I was like, "No, well, we have, but that's that's who we are." So in my my brother Jeff, he he used to have these um um uh, what would you like a seizures Prem almost? Oh wow, yeah. But in those, in those seizures, he would have premonitions, and it would be literally like this. He'd be sitting in a room, he'd start shaking, and he has to stop driving for a while because of him. He'd start shaking, and he'd go, Mary's in the other room, and she's talking about uh, washing the dishes. And he'd be like, Mary, what are, you, what are you talking about in there? What? Come in here. What were you just talking about? Oh, I was just saying how I was going to need to wash the dishes, or whatever it was like that. Mm. That's a waste. It, it happened. All, <laughs> I was going to say. No. But it happened. seizures for useless No, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that. But that's just, it, it would be about anything. It would be about, like, I had one. I had one about my nephew getting in a fight on this school bus, and then I go home to Georgia, and I was like, Mayor, I had this dream about goo, that's what I call him, uh, on a school bus. She goes, hold, hold on, hold on. Andre, come here and tell your Uncle Gary what just happened at school. Oh, yeah, I got on this fight in the school bus. So it's never anything like, oh, I had that feeling. It's like you can voice it. Wow. And then mm. it happens. So, and it still happens all the time. Wow. wow. It's in my family. Okay, now we have Artemis. Hey, y'all. Um, you know, I do, I do have my, uh, my, I have a first car story, but I also once had a premonition, the only one I ever had, and it involves a car. Oh. Would you rather hear that story? Whoa. Or if you're trying to stick to the theme, I understand if you don't want that. Why don't we stick to the theme, and then if we have time, you can tell us your premonition car story. In the 90s, I was in <laughs> high school. And my parents, when I was a senior in high school, passed me down my father's car, and it was a 1986 Nissan Maxima <laughs> that I called 
Maximus, M-I-S-S. And, <laughs> and it was so cool because it had like a keypad, you know, to open the door. Oh, and yeah. the code because it's oh. from the future. And <laughs> when the door was open, she'd say, your left door is ajar. Wow. She would like talk to you like that. And that was hot. Uh, and I was so excited to have this because up until then I'd like ridden the bus to school and if you're in a junior by the time you're a junior you don't ride the bus to school or you're an asshole and I was an asshole so I um, I finally had the car and I was so cool and then um, I was once to get into the high school parking lot there's a huge parking lot it's like a 3,000 person high school in Houston, Texas and but it's a tiny two lane road to get into the parking lot and I was driving right, uh, really close to about to turn in, and all of a sudden, like, all this water hits my windshield. And I'm like, who is dumping water out here on my windshield? And what had happened was the water hose broke, right? Now, yes. as this happened... This is so weird. It's like you predicted right? her story. Oh. But I also, <laughs> maybe I forgot the best part of this, is at this time, Miss um, Saigon had come out <laughs> some years before... And I was obsessed with the first CD, CD of it. I never, I to this day, like I don't want to see it because I feel like it'll ruin like my image of what it is, <laughs> which is like a brilliant display of racism and singing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I would like drive and just like belt Miss Saigon, and I'm not a good singer, but I w- was without shame. I just like let it go. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm. Um, you know, like driving and singing a song about how, you know, um, who, I don't know, uh, God, what, Chris? what was the one? What is the one? I still, oh, Chris, I still I believe, still believe yes, part and it's, of you is here with yeah. me. Oh. Oh, yeah. wow. uh, when wow. nothing keeps us apart. And I'm yeah. like yelling, yelling, yelling and screaming and like <laughs> water. And I'm like, what <laughs> happened? So, um, and then my car just kind of like comes to a stop in this two lane and like school's about to, shit's about to, Traffic's about to start, right? And I think my car is about to explode. So I open the door and I just start running and screaming. Wow. And I'm like, oh shit! It's gonna I like run into the theater and I'm like, because explosions start with water usually. Right? Okay. I don't know. Water could hit a spark. You're right. Yeah, no, I I apologize. Wait, what happens if it hits a spark? Does it, spark it puts it out. It quells it the spark. It. Yeah. <laughs> but it could do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not a person of reason. Like that's not my <laughs> strong. Electric car. It was, yeah. a, it was a, a, a scary moment. It was entirely. It was so scary. It was my first big car thing. I was really caught up in it's a love story. Like Vietnam Chris classic. Being in love with some other person and I don't know her and she where is she? And so I like ran into the theater. I'm like, oh, I can't. Uh, I don't know. Explode. And then, you know, um, I forget who, probably Marilyn Miller, my high school drama teacher, had to <laughs> like walk me back to the car. And by this time, like traffic is like piled up and people had like learned to kind of like maneuver around. Uh, and, and it and was is, like, is the music still playing? <laughs> yeah, it's like in my head. It's my like, God. It's still playing. Oh my God. <laughs> Wipe this place. Um, and then as, you know, I was like, going into like it's not exploded so I can go in and like get my keys it's steaming just steam pouring out of it and um there was this truck that came up behind me and I looked at the truck and the truck has three people in it uh 
two men and one woman of substance and (laughs) and and they looked at me and they saw that i was about to leave and that like the woman shook her head like you're not going anywhere (laughs) and i was like "Uh, what and they all got out of the car and we pushed it down into the ditch by the bayou. Wow. And then... Um, you say by the bayou? By the bayou, I guess. Yeah, there, there at one time was a bayou behind it. Now it's like buildings. I'm not doubting you. Yeah, I probably... <laughs> what defines a bayou? A swamp? Uh, gosh. I don't know. Everyone don't know. just called it the bayou? It's a ditch. It's a, Maybe it's not was a full a, bayou. Was it a, was it a culvert? It's a culvert. A culvert is a uh, like like along the side of a road. Uh There would be a a ditch dug out, but usually paved over, and sometimes water would go through it. But not a fjord. There was a that. Not a fjord. No, not a fjord. (laughs) Again, all Euro on us. But next to that, there was whatever that was a culvert. Mm. But then next to that, um, like we would have what we would call bayous, and then people Mm. would put concrete over half of them, so you can like, but. I don't know what those are called. It sounds like the cement pond from uh, the Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. Hillbilly. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I'm not the older guys in the room. Is that? Is yeah. that a pool? Is no, that the cement, cement pond is a swimming pool. That's yeah, okay. I think you had a bayou. Okay, <laughs> well, we did, we did, uh, and then, uh, but it, it was in the ditch. It wasn't in the actual whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, I don't know what the hell happened to it. And then the car started, you know, but slowly but surely falling apart, and like. So it just stayed there. No, eventually we towed it, <laughs> oh. and I got a hose because it was like I don't know, twenty three bucks to get a water hose and fix it. It's like no fucking big deal if you. Sure. Can I? Can I? Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. So uh, then, um, then it would just like I, I I had a really good friend. His name was Colin, and Colin and I, and I, I don't know how I like escaped my my had very overprotective parents, but. Sometimes we'd just get in my car and we would just drive all night all around Houston. But at this point, I had a coolant problem and I had to always like be stopping. You mean the car, car. you? (laughs) (laughs) I would overheat. Um, (laughs) I had a coolant problem and uh, I would have to just like stop it all the time and like pour steering fluid in it, maybe Mm. automatic steering fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do that all the time. I should have stuck to the fucking psychic story. <laughs> oh, no! No way. Because I learned about the big lady of substance. Yeah. Were you afraid of her? The way you... Oh, yeah. All of the them. look on all your of them, face. Because they were like tough trucker people. Was... You said your high school was 3,000 students. So they were high school students, right? You just didn't know them because your high school was that big? What do you mean? Like you said, you were, on, you were driving up yeah. to high school. So yeah. my high school was either people's parents or students. Right. We had the same thing. I mean, we were we weren't that big of a school, but we had yeah. that just two lanes that fed to the parking yeah. lot, so it was a nightmare. But I mean, people, other people drove down that road. Oh, I thought it was. We had a giant driveway that yeah. was like a mile or half a mile long that went. It to wasn't the, parking the entrance lot. to the school. Oh, okay. it, you, it was right at the entrance to the school, but right. other people drove that. Oh, road okay, okay. Well. But you grew up in Hawaii, yeah, and so all high schools are in. Inactive volcanoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She grew up apparently in in the middle of the swamp. They just happened all surrounded by a bayou. Swamp adjacent, and they all got filled in and built up. Also, by the way, before I forget, BG I worked guns. at Six Flags Astroworld in Houston. You and I should have met before now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You guys are living parallel lives. You, you, your hose busted. My water pump busted. But it's the same system. There's my pump related. is a thing that pumps the water through your hoses. I don't know what the hell I would have done with myself if my car started to flood out. I would have mm. been like, 
I would have imploded. <laughs> I would have just... Well, you already, you jumped out of a car and left it in the I middle did. of the street like thinking running, it was going like to blow because water and squirted. Like steaming and screaming. I have a question. Please. Why does Saigon never sleep <laughs> night? Oh, he's asking all the hard questions. Orange oh trees. God. You're asking all Why the hard questions. All right. <laughs> Why is she cool? When there is no oh. breeze, <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Did you see it? Have you seen it? I've seen it. Oh. Do I need to see it? I hear it's about a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't see it, it's hard. Like if you don't see it with Leia Salonga now, it's like it will ruin it, right? Yeah. Yes. Without Leia Salonga. Yes. Without the also, Filipino, Filipina, Filipina the There are other ones coming oh. up. Filipino actresses. Are there? Um, At least one of them. Just to get us back on topic. So you you don't remember how it died? Eventually, you mean? Yeah. No. So it just it was with you, and then it and then it was gone. It was with me, and then I think I think it just became like too big a problem. And like I said, I have overprotective parents, and they were they didn't like the fact that I was in an unreliable car. But you had that car was expensive. You had keyless entry. Yeah. And it spoke to you that car. Ten years old. Yeah. So it was expensive, maybe at one time. I'm saying your, your car spoke to you. It's yeah, saying yeah. your door it is this. And it was like she had Knight Rider. She yeah. Was, yeah, she was Knight Rider. But like didn't tell me anything cool. <laughs> your car is about to explode. Yeah. Oh, I, I really, oh my God, in my memory, that is like what, I mean, in my nightmares, it's like. Your engine is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You now have 14 minutes to reach minimum. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like when I used to tell this story, I would. I would <laughs> it with you would that. embellish it. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. That's all right. I'm glad yeah. you didn't die in that me too. water on your yeah. windshield accident. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I love that your first thought was like, who's throwing water at me? Who's yeah, throwing like, water at me? But then her second thought was, it's going to explode. <laughs> well, yeah. It went from that. Who's throwing water on me? Then my car is going to blow. I should go running. I think in high school, you're constantly convinced that someone's messing with you, just always. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was always, like, anytime anybody did anything, I was always like, Who's just leave me alone? Like what? <laughs> like stop messing with me, because everyone's always messing with you. Close to your age. Yes. So everybody was messing with you. Yeah. Well. Can, we, can we hear your psychic story? Because yeah. I, I kind of want to hear it. Oh yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm not. Um. I don't have uh, any sort of insight into anything in this world. But one <laughs> night I dreamt that um, I was in a car, my dad was in the driver's seat, my mom was in the passenger seat, my grandmother was next to me, and. Uh, we got hit like uh, from the side, like my mom's side and, and me. We got hit really hard by a car. And then I look up and my mom is screaming, screaming, and my dad's not in the passenger seat. And I'm like freaking out. My mom's screaming. And my grandmother has like fallen kind of into my lap and my mom won't stop screaming. And I am like, uh, are you okay? And my mom is like, yeah, yes. And then I was like, well, then shut up. And then you do not say shut up in my family. I mean, you don't say shut up to your parents so I woke up and I was like I can't believe I said shut up to my mom (laughs) (laughs) and also where was my dad and what a horrible thing sometime later it could have been two months it could have been six months or a year we were driving back really late at night from some Iranian function which we'd never been to before and we'd never been to since um and it was really late at night we're driving down I don't know Bamel North Houston and we get hit really hard in the side wow was your grandmother? Same people my in the car? My grandmother was in the car. Same configuration. My grandmother is in my lap. My mom is screaming. My dad left the car because it was a hit and run. Wow. So the reason he wasn't in the car is because mm-hmm. he left the car to go see what was see that? if he can like get the guys anything. My mom's screaming, screaming, screaming. 
And she said, and I'm like, well, are you okay? And she's like, yes. And I was like, then be quiet. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) See, in, in those cases, just like that, that's what I have. Those, you have that dream. Usually I voice it because I want people to know. I don't want people to go, I had the dream later. Yeah. Right. But then I always go, is, is it cost time? Is it linear? Like, what is it? Because mm. you were there. You had yeah. been there before. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, this is exactly mm. what I experienced. Yes. There what was no, think? like, essence or feeling. Did you remember that exactly. in the moment? You must have because you said be quiet and yeah. not shut up. Yeah. So you were aware of the dream That was, like, the, the lesson that, that I learned of it, yeah. <laughs> was, like, because you don't tell my mom to shut up. That was what you took out of it. That's amazing. Your mind amazes me of what you take out of things. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. You couldn't have warned him about about the big accident. No. No. Well, there's no preventing the accident. It had to happen, right? Can't change. Or did I? Have you you ever been able to change? I've tried to change. I have tried to change. Like, okay, first of all, sometimes it's big stuff. Like, my friend Jeannie's, when she gave birth, like, that. When her dad called her to tell her that his cancer came back, like I had just had that, and she called me and she goes, "Gary, Dad, I said, yeah, I know, we just talked about it, like, cause it had just happened to me." And then, so sometimes this big life-altering thing, sometimes this little stuff, like when I was working at Wendy's, and I dreamt my boss was crossing behind me, and then as soon as he crossed, something crazy was gonna happen. Mm. I knew it wasn't gonna be dangerous; it was gonna be crazy. So I'm working, and I see him crossing. I was like, Bill, don't cross. Something, something's going to happen to you. And he goes, Gary, you and your dreams. And then he crosses, and then he trips. And he's carrying this big five-gallon bucket of hot tea or whatever, and it goes over everything, over the cash registers, on the people in line, all of that oh. stuff. So I've tried to stop things in the past and go, hey, don't do that. This is going to happen. The big one I tried to stop that I was successful at, I think. The election? Uh, no, this involved the car. It was not the election. Jesus Christ. Uh, my friend Lori, my friend Lori, I used to see her every day on the bus. And one day I go up to her and I go, never get a red convertible. Because if you get it, you will be beheaded in it. Oh, no. So I just tell her. Years later, maybe 10 years after, she comes up to me and goes, Gary, let me tell you what happened on my graduation. I go out to the garage. And my dad goes, I got you something. No. And he opens the door, and it's a red convertible. And she said, I just started crying. <laughs> and I told him to take it back, take it back, take it back. He got me a blue one instead. I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's good enough. So wow. that one, you maybe, I may have, uh, but at least I tried. You totally yeah. final destination her. Yeah. I think I did. Oh. Somebody else I has got to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Death didn't get it. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I like Lori. I don't like those head. others. She <laughs> still has her head. She's still alive. Guess we're on stage. Now we have Jim White. Jimmy White. Thank you, everybody. Just crazy stories thus far. Um, I grew up here in Los Angeles. Um, my family, it was like when you are 15, you get your permit and you go out and drive with one of the parents. Usually my dad would take us. My mom would take us sometimes. We had the big test was driving in the Pinto, the family, the Ford Pinto, uh, with the, the, those the ones that exploded, yep. right? In the mm-hmm. back. So we'd have the, the red Pinto and it was stick shift. And the, the, um, the big test was being on a hill where you had to make a right turn. Mm. Uh, it was the corner of Ocean View and Palms. Is oh, where yeah. I grew up in, in Mar Vista, where I still live. Um, and that was, you know, the, the test, the test. And 
I remember uh, one Saturday going out with my dad in the station wagon, which was an easier, you know, bigger car, but easier to drive because it wasn't stick. And we were going on the freeway. And so we went on the 10, and then we got off and went west on the 10. And I remember him saying, do you want to do Bundy North or Bundy South? And I said, I don't know the difference. He said, Bundy North is an easier off-ramp. Bundy South curves, but that's the direction we want to go. But it's up to you. And I just remember that kind of being... You know, in my mind, like to, obviously to this day, that was like the the the, 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 the thing. Yeah, it's like okay, well, Buddy South, okay, I'll I'll try it, I'll try it. And wow. it, if you've ever been on the uh, yeah. that off ramp, it's you know it's, it's like a curve. A and yeah. then and then the other part of it is the people that are on Bundy already, where you have to merge, and so it was uh, pretty gnarly, no accident, <laughs> but uh, pretty uh, pretty intense for a kid with his permit. Um. I later found out that while my dad was teaching me to drive when I was 15 and a half or however old you are, that he was having nightmares nightly. Oh. He would wake up and go, oh, no, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> what was he having nightmares about? About, about me fucking up in the car. Wow. Like, there, was, there was one time, uh, like, I remember him saying, don't, don't stare too long in the rear view mirror, you know, because I was, I don't know why. I just remember these little just clips no, you, you don't want to make, uh, hey, that's, that light's red. You can't make a right, I mean, you can make a right turn, but don't be in a hurry to make a right turn because somebody might be, a pedestrian might be there. And so it was a very intense <laughs> and, and, wow. and unnerving, yeah, yeah, well, believe me. The wise household was a very stressed out household. And I think I'm passing it on to my kids. But, um, <laughs> oh, well, you know. Uh, traditions. <laughs> exactly. So um, that you know, I, I eventually ended up uh, getting my license. Uh, I think like when I turned sixteen, I went down to the DMV and did the test and all that. And they had a car for me. My parents bought me a uh, nineteen seventy five white Subaru GL, and it was a coupe. <laughs> it was a coupe and it had a Subaru in a, like it was a black stripe along a, a lower panel. It's oh, a Subaru. Yeah, those, yeah. yeah. And it was just, you know, point A to point B, sturdy. Subarus are great cars. I mean, you know. And that was before they became the lesbian car. They were still I, pretty cool I, I, I would like to, I've, I've, I've told you this, I've always felt I was a lesbian trapped in a man's body. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> That's Tom Davis's joke. Franken and Davis? Oh, yeah, Davis. sure. Remember? No, anybody? Yeah, no. you remember? Yeah, oh, I, I remember them. They're here now. Edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I I got my car, and the first thing I did was I drove over to my girlfriend's house, Stephanie, Stephanie Bottom. If you're listening, what's her last name? Bottom, B O T B O T T U M. Oh, I think, or or yeah, U M U M. Not all. No, clearly British. Um, she's my girlfriend when I was a. Junior. Uh, and so uh, I drove to her house and we drove to the beach. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, it was totally stupid because we just stayed in the car at the beach and it was dark out. So you can, you know, it was just dumb. Yeah, but you in your own space. Exactly. It was a big deal to, to get my own car because I was like the younger, the youngest of my group of friends. Um, I was in the plays. 
and like I had to, had to get a ride to rehearsal. I'm sorry, are you 98 right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the plays. I was a, I was a musical theater <laughs> kid. In the plays. I was in the plays, and that, that that was my group of friends, and they were the all, plays. They were all okay. older, you know the stage shows. Um, they were all older, and and so I had to weasel a ride with everybody, everywhere. And to get my car was a big deal. And to this day, I still drive my, like I'm the driver because I don't drink as much as a lot of them do, but also because I just like to drive. I like to be in control. And another part of it was I like to keep my car clean. Like my car was super clean. Mm-hmm. Oh, just and like I, your vagina. Just like my vagina. <laughs> oh. So once again, the lesbian guy in the lesbian's body. Oh. My, my car was super clean. And I remember this one time um, driving two of the older guys to LAX to, they were going to New York for New Year's Eve, like 1981 going into 82. And I cleaned the car real good. I'm super old. <laughs> I'm an older gentleman, <laughs> and and I cleaned the car and I used the the, the seats were vinyl, yeah. So I used four hundred nine, oh. and I you know wiped down but not good enough. And so my friend Rich was sitting in a puddle of four hundred nine oh. on the ride to uh, the airport, and it soaked through his pants, and he didn't know he did you know he's going to New York. He's thinking about you know yeah. You being don't, a, when you go to New York, you don't feel your bottom being yeah. wet. <laughs> I mean that's the one thing. Yeah, it, I it happens when you get there. Yeah. But but uh, anyway, he he ended up having like a chemical burn on his ass for his whole trip. Oh. <laughs> and uh, like the guy he was with uh, was like, well, you know, what's it? Like, he was flaking off. Oh. And anyway. Wait, was he a gay guy? No, there was there were straights. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes guys get dressed in front of each oh, okay. other. Fair yeah. Enough, fair enough, fair or you right? just go, hey, check, what, hey, what, what do you think this is? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. Because you're not going to a doctor. Right. Now you call up one of your friends. Hey, Jim, can you come over to my house Sunday? Why? I got something on me. I want you to take a look at. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. What do you think that is? It's Which we, burn. we do all the time. Yeah. So you took great care of that car, though. I did. I love that car, and so. This is how it ended. <laughs> oh no! And it's and it's actually was pretty gnarly. I, um, my friends were older. They all came home for Christmas break, New Year's. There's a big party. I was a senior in high school, and all these college guys were, you know, having this party, and I drank way too much, like, you know, just trying to keep up. And I was so drunk that they took my keys away from me. And they were like, you know, throwing them to each other. And it was like, you know, again, I'm the youngest guy. And I convinced my friend Betsy to give me the key. I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to drive. Just give me my keys. I just want my keys. And she gave me my keys. So I said, fuck you guys. (laughs) And I took my keys. And I'm walking to my car. And my friend Monica... Uh, and her neighbor uh, said, hey, can you give us a ride home? I'm like, sure. And this party was on Stanley and 8th, and they lived on Hudson and 8th-ish. So how far away is that? That's about a mile. It's about a mile. Well, you're a mile. You're totally drunk. You should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I was in the car making, like, (laughs) making revving sounds because it was, it was a, 
funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was driving them to their place. I I got them there. Yay. And then I thought, you know what? That's kind of a dick move. I I shouldn't have left the party like that. You know, I don't everybody's gonna be worried about me and I should go back. So I go back down eighth, and at the intersection of eighth and La Brea, I got my clock cleaned. Like left hand turn into you know, if if I wasn't drunk, right, I would have avoided it probably. Yeah. But just creamed. But it was someone else's somebody else's fault because they made a left into me. And you know, made me spin. I got out and uh got my bearings and saw that the guy that was driving the other car, which is a big bulky sedan. Of substance. <laughs> the sedan was of substance? Yes, it was okay. a big, powerful car. And mm-hmm. the guy that was driving jumped out, and there was this, you know, Chinese fire drill. Uh, I can uh, still say that, right? Sure, sure. Uh, these, these fucking Mexicans did a Chinese fire drill. I can say that, right? Yeah, I think fine. so. You may want to throw in something about an Iranian, though. <laughs> so these guys jumped, or, you know, jockeying around. Um, and I'm like, no, that you you were driving. You were this guy. And I was like yelling in the middle of this intersection. I'm like, fuck. And I walked down the street to a payphone, which they had. <laughs> and uh, why didn't you just use your cell phone? Well, back then, Gary, we're you know, it's, it's uh, 1981 going you to call the operator and she connected you to M. Uh, all right, hello, Dora. Uh, I'm trying to reach my parents. It's been in a horrible accident. <laughs> Uh, I, I called my house and my parents were having a New Year's Eve party and some friend of my mom's is like, hello, happy New Year. I'm like, get my mom on the phone right now. And uh, I told them what happened and they Were you came. instantly sober, by the way? When totally. You, yeah. Wow. As a judge. I right. mean, yeah. And uh, so, oh, I'm over here and they're, they're like 20 minutes away. And the cops came, a, a traffic unit. It just happened by, I ran over. I'm like, this guy was driving, and that's my car. And they made a left, and then he got out of the car. And, and he's like, okay, take it easy. And because of, nobody doubted me. Nobody, you know, uh, put me through a breathalyzer or a drunk test or anything. Well, it was you against a bunch of Chinese Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. When I approached the guy, I forgot this part, when I, Went up to the guy and said, you were driving. He grabbed me. He's much bigger than me. He grabbed me by my shirt. He goes, you don't want to duke with me. Oh! You don't want to duke with me. Wow. You don't want to duke with me, I think. Was he drunk, you think? That oh, was yeah. Places? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. There was a place called Girl Talk that it used to be on La Brea. There was a bar. It's a bar called Girl Talk. I oh, think it's cool. gone now. But they had come out of there, out of the back, and then were cleaned my clock. Wow. And I went down to I went down to a salvage yard in San Pedro a couple of days later to get my uh, my stereo out, you know, pull oh. out stereo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw the car. I was like, God, I, I can't believe. Yeah. Because I, I hit my, you know, the windshield was cracked where my head hit. And wow. It was. Do you, and you didn't go like. Get looked at or anything. No, no, I didn't. I went home and the next day, you know, I don't know if anybody's been in a car accident, but, you know, I was 17 and I was like stiff. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I had the same. I got hit 
somebody making I was making the left. Mm-hmm. Um, Your fault. I know it was automatically my fault, oh. but I was making the left, um, and the light. This was at the corner, the intersection of um, uh, Olympic and Sepulveda before mm. they had an arrow there, mm-hmm. and um, I was in the part in the in in the intersection waiting to make the left, mm. waiting for traffic, and the light turns yellow, and all the cars stop. Except I make the left, but somebody is coming the down fire. the parking. You know, yeah. trying to make the light. Mm. Uh-huh. They didn't make the light. The light turned red. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it was still my fault because I was making the left. Right. Um, and just creamed me. Just clean. Yeah. 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 You did the spinning around thing. Did the spinning around, and I had the. Did you have the seatbelt fan oh. bruise? Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't remember that. Seatbelts seat are Yeah, you don't wear seatbelts back then. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I did wear a seatbelt. You didn't even have a cell phone. No. I know. What did a dick. Did you take your radio out of your car everywhere you went? Yeah, no yeah, one? yeah. Or just the front of the radio? Uh, there was, the, 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 you know, there was a time when it was the full unit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a time when it was just the plate. The plate, I think, was more modern than plate. the plate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because some people would just yeah. take their full radio out, yeah. and other people would take the plate out. And and uh, those got stolen all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know that feeling though. For years and years and years of taking the bus as kids, yeah, and then to and mooching rides, and then uh, six years of mooching rides in L.A. Yeah, that now before I had seizures, and now everybody drives me whenever they can, so that I don't drive as much. Right. But in that in between time, I'm like, I'll pick you up. I'll do whatever. Like I, if I had to like give my karma back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hated being a mooch. I hated it. I like to drive. I, I I like driving. I don't like traffic, but I like driving. Like anytime, you know, uh, we go to Disneyland or whatever. We used to go to Disneyland. Uh, I would drive my my friends and I go to Arizona. I if drive. if someone can and hopefully this weekend I'm going to get to ride in one of those fully automated driverless cars. Oh yeah. No. If this someone came, in, yeah, I should up at, in San Francisco. Is that uh, a? There's a scientist that a friend of mine knows. Like, hey, she's one of the inventors of this car. Wow, that's it's a girl scientist. Awesome. Yeah. And so, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh, I air quote. I air quoted on both of them because I don't believe in either one of those things, girls or scientists. Uh, but she should take me a ride in one of those this weekend, hopefully. And there would be no greater joy for me than to just sit in a car, unlike what you're talking about. And just hit the button for home or yeah, the button for that. Whole Foods and yeah. just sit there and let it happen to oh my me. God, yeah. It's your hands-free dream come true. Yeah. I know. You wouldn't like, even need a scarf. <laughs> I won't need, oh, just, I won't need a scarf. Oh, I won't need a scarf. But I can use one for the heck, you know. <laughs> yeah. I can sit on top of the car <laughs> yeah. and with my scarf. So what do you, like, on these driverless cars, you sit in the back? You sit? Well, they have a couple of different kinds. The, those you can sit anywhere in them. The newer kind don't even have a steering wheel. Mm. And it's just like... A cabin that mm. you sit in. Mm. Uh, the one that I will be in does have a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. But you don't have to use Are you going up for Sketchfest? Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be there this weekend with you. Yeah, we're going to be there. Y'all know the deal. If I see anybody in this room at Sketchfest, we going to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I've never done that many before in my life. What is a Chinese fire drill? Chinese oh. fire drills when you when you stop a car and people Everybody. switch uh, spots. I don't know why it's called that. Put it on the car and... 
Probably just run around. Whoever did the Chinese fire drill? I, I got hit and run, or not hit and run, but hit by somebody who did the same thing. They hit me in an intersection. Normally, a Chinese fire drill isn't about avoiding um, legal responsibility for an accident. It was like a prank a thing. Fun that thing that yeah. Kids yeah. did yeah. like in the fifties and sixties. I will. At a stoplight, they would. That's, I think that's like when it got. Yeah, popular. you stop at a stoplight. Yeah. Chinese fire drill, and everybody runs. Put and Chinese gets fire drill. That was darn Racist? Kids. Question mark. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you use the question mark in case they ever search. Chinese uh, fire drill is a slang term for a situation that is chaotic or confusing, possibly due to poor or misunderstood instructions. Oh, oh yeah, it's not a positive. <laughs> no, it's, wait a minute. There's nothing that. Was, but the, that's what I always thought it as. Like, oh, this is how the Chinese handle a fire. That's yeah, all yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, it yeah. as. Like, yeah, yeah, run around. Oh, like, oh, he's oh, cops. I forgot. Those Mexican guys were running around going, I oh, yeah, when they when they switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, now that makes yeah. sense. We were doing all right till that happened. Man. What do you mean? Man, that's as crazy as a Mexican and a Chinese. Is that where that term They can't see it. Is that where that term that's as nerdy as a Mexican and a Chinese fire drill comes from? What? <laughs> a lot of people in my I'm, a, I'm as confused as a, as a Mexican, Mexican and a Chinese fire drill. <laughs> They say that a lot in my neighborhood. So that came from that red? Uh, <laughs> from that man. story. I'm going to have a heart attack. All right. Yeah. All right. Here That's we go. Mojo. Someday. Not today. So I, I just want to say, like, there's, I have so many I, that happened to me two moments from every single story, which is unusual mm. during this podcast. And I, the one, the one I'll just call out really quickly is, is having, is walking somebody to their car really story. I went on a first date, like a match.com date. And, and uh, I think I don't. I think I had walked there because it was near my apartment, so I didn't have to be walked to my car. So I walked him to his car, and uh, he, and we got to his car, and he and it was like the when the new Beatles first came out, mm-hmm. and we got to this oh. like um, pink Beetle. And he goes, all right, well, this is me. And I just totally <laughs> thought he was kidding. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Where's your car really? <laughs> he was like, no, this really is my car. Oh. I was like, all right, well, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> um, all right, so, all right, here's my here's my thing. So I will just say, I I was taught to drive. My first car was 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 kind of um, unremarkable. Well, the car itself was, was, I loved this car. It was a 1954 Ford Fairlane. What? Wow. But it was a junky car. It was a total junk car. But I was so obsessed with this car. I, I couldn't believe that I was going to get an old car. I paid two hundred dollars for the car. I never registered in my name. I drove it till it died and left it where it lay. And that was the end of that. Like there really isn't a story other than it was my car for a very short amount of time. And I'm certain things happened in it, but I don't remember them very much because I did a lot of drugs then. Um, my second car, which is, and I will say this, my my mom's boyfriend Fred taught me to drive because um, really my first cars I lived because I lived in community there were car, there we had access to a lot of cars I, I don't never, know what that means so I, I grew up in, like a hippie with a bunch of people living in one place oh. one house so there were always cars and when you came back you would hang cars on the car hooks and then if you needed oh, a car is, the key, is, yeah you need the key hang the keys on the on the car hook and then if you needed a car you would just grab whatever keys were there and you would take it into town and buy groceries or go to the laundromat or whatever uh-huh. you needed to do um so i had access to cars they were not my cars but i learned to drive in a dotson wagon which was a stick shift by my mom's boyfriend fred who was not the best driver he um mm. he was also the first person to introduce me to porn and show me behind the green door when i was 14 so it was Aww. not a it was not, it was not like a home. great guy to have in a van. But I digress. Okay, so my second car, which is really what this story is going to be about, I loved this car. This car I bought 
off my friend Peter Bowen. Peter Bowen was the same age as me, but he looked 50 at the time. <laughs> so he was just one of those kids that looked old. Like he was... And I loved him. He had this gentle, gentle heart. He was super tall and super thin and super bald at 16. Wow. And um, he was came from a really poor household and worked at the gas station. And so he always had grease under his hands. And he was one of those, like, car mechanic geniuses. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. just fix anything. Um, and he had bought – it was an old cop car. <clears throat> this was an old Ford uh, LTD that he bought at auction, and a cop had been shot and killed in this car. Whoa. And um, they had plugged up the holes, um, except in the seat, because like the, the, <laughs> the bullet had come Jesus through the Christ. side of the car, into the cop, and then into the seat. The seat was still like mushrooming stuffing, but the car, the, the holes had been plugged up in the car. So it got sold at auction to Peter. Peter bought it, and Peter was a metalhead. And he, um, so he took the car, and he put speakers everywhere (laughs) including the um sun visor so when you put the sun visor down, had this little two inch speaker that you could just he would just blast like here i am rock you like a hurricane it was just right in your face um there were speakers everywhere so if you were in the car and you turned to put the uh, windows up and turned on the car um the windows would shake like you had to release the pressure and bring the windows down um and it still had the light, the cop light, <laughs> on the side, uh, mounted on the side. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and this car leaked all sorts of stuff. It had, I was constant when I bought it. So when I when I bought it off of Peter, for whatever I paid for, I don't remember. But I was constantly you had to drive around with antifreeze and and power steering fluid and coolant, like all sorts of stuff. Just had those big plastic jugs in the back of the car because um, I was always leaking something, transmission fluid or whatever. Um, and I really. I loved that car, and uh, it was huge. I mean, a giant car. You could put, you could get 10 people in that car. Just massive party car. And that's all we did was party. And at the time, uh, my friends and I were obsessed with Stephen King. And um, specifically, we were obsessed with the movie Christine. Oh, yeah. And um, we used to reenact um, the... the um, Transformation? Uh, the Buddy Repperton... Um, uh, so in the movie, Buddy Repperton, who is the bad guy character, um, gets chased down by Christine while Christine's on fire, and he's like oh. running down the street, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, and it's like the pew, the lights chasing him, and he's running down the street, and he's looking over his shoulder, and he's running, and, he's, and it's a driverless car, and then it ro- runs over him, and so we would reenact that with your car, <laughs> with my car, with the light, the cop light, right? So we would get in the car, and one person would get would get in front. We'd go to this like access road because this was in Ojai. And um, there were lots of, we lived, like, I lived out in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) surrounded by orange groves and avocado groves. And so there's all sorts of access roads so you can get to the orchards. So they're just dirt roads that have no lights on them. There's no traffic on them. It's private property. You're trespassing, but you are (laughs) fairly safe in that there's, you're not going to, like, you're not going to run into a kid on a bike. And this is middle of the night anyway, so we would do this at night. (laughs) So you reenact. There are no cameras. This is just for your own. Oh no, there's no oh, cameras. Yeah. This today is just... you play him. Yes. Okay. Today you're Buddy Repperton, and and we would get in the car, and it was always um, we would quote the movie and yell quotes from the movie out the window, and we would <laughs> sing. Oh, wow. The soundtrack to the movie was a lot of like '50s rock and roll. Stephen King is sort of obsessed with '50s and '60s music, so it'd be like "Little Bitty Pretty One" as you're like driving, <laughs> and like my friend Michelle would be like running. <gasps> 
like it's all very slow motion. Yeah. You can't you can't drive very fast. So she's running at whatever speed she's running, and then we're driving just a little bit. But we were stoned, and like we could have easily <laughs> run over any one of us at any given time. Um, your car probably would not have let you though. Yeah. I bet That's it wouldn't true. have let you run over your friend. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's all right. It's so the law and then kill. we did. We got we got pulled over a couple of times. Like you kids can't. And this was like I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got away with. Like I've told what? I've told stories. Like you can't you kids can't try to kill each other with a car. I don't know whatever they said. Not Stephen King. I don't know how I got away with a lot of the stuff. Like I've told other stories on this podcast about the cops in Ohio, and I I don't know what they're like today, but man. We got stopped doing that at least twice. We're like, you can't do that. And how did you get this car? You have this is a cop car. You're going to think it's a cop. And we would drive behind people and flash the light, and they'd pull us over and go, you can't do that. But they wouldn't take the car wow. or take but the I, light. I, I don't think there's a whole lot going on in Ojai yeah. aside from well, aside from what, what we were you were doing, right? You, yeah, you, you meddling yeah. kids. So, um, and it was a great car. It was just a huge boat of a car that got no, it had horrible gas mileage and leaked everything. And, and, um, but I loved it and I, um, I, I drove it for a long time. And so the, the one time I was super, I was really stoned and, um, I was driving from Ventura to Ojai at night it was very dark and i don't know if you're familiar with that part of town part of mm. part of southern california but um there's a highway 33 which comes from 101 highway 101 to the th highway 33 is the highway into ojai when you get into ojai and you get into, before you get into ojai you cross through these little tiny towns casita springs and miramani where it's it's kind of middle of nowhere it's very dark there's hardly any street lights hardly any traffic lights it's one lane in each direction and it's dark and um, and I'm stoned and I'm driving, and, uh, and I'm thinking. I, I I mean I did I drove stoned all the time, but I remember thinking at one point like I'm I'm probably too stoned to drive, but I'm almost home, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, and then, like I'm getting pulled over. There's like a light is flashing behind me, mm. and I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. Um, so I pull over and I'm sweat, just cold sweat. Like I could just feel, like I'm feeling it right uh, now. Just like the cold sweat of like, I'm in trouble. He's going to know I'm in trouble. Like oh, this is a bad one. I'm really, really stoned. So I'm doing like, all right, just pull over, be, pull over, put, you know, turn the car off, put your hands on the steering wheel, look straight ahead. Don't make any, you know, <laughs> sudden moves. Uh, and just, just, and I'm waiting and it's, uh, I'm sitting there and, uh, he's taking forever to come to my window. At least it feels like it's taking forever. Like, where is this cop? And I'm just sitting there and I'm looking in the rear view mirror and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and uh, and I don't want to turn. Like, you know, I, I don't know why I thought this, but like, don't turn around and don't get out of the car. Like, you just sit there with your hands at 10 and 2 and you look straight ahead and you wait for the cop to come and knock on the window. And it... Uh, it all this time is going by and the longer he waits and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's running the plates and... What is he gonna find? And like, I've been pulled over before, and did I not pay a ticket? I was a f really fucked up kid. I was at this point, I was, I think I was seventeen or eighteen, but I was always in trouble. I was always in trouble. Um, I'd been, you know, in handcuffs in the back of a police car before. I was a n nightmare of a kid. So, um, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm so stoned and I'm thinking, what am I gonna tell my mom? And but all, all the while I'm thinking, what the is this taking this cop so long to come <laughs> to my window and finally I'm like all right that's it I, I I what's happening 
and I and I'm looking in the rear mirror and I can't see the cop and so I open the door and I step out and there's no cop car. Oh. <gasps> what? I'd come around this corner and if you're going in the other direction it's a blind curve and there's a flashing light to tell you that there's a blind curve. Oh my God. So t- so slow down and take this curve. <laughs> So I pulled myself up in, in a cop I car. I came around in a cop car. I come around the square, and in my stoned haze, in the dark, I see the yellow light flashing. So I pull over, and I, I'm, I have no real concept of how long I had sat there, but probably ten minutes. Like probably ten minutes of going. Wow. What the, what's this taking this cop so long? Well, be, be, but then in the moment when I get out of the car and the cop car's not there right. for a second, I was like, it's like aliens or something. Like where did the cop car go? And then you see the light just flashing. Because wow. of the time you spent waiting for the cop, did you follow through and like play both parts? <laughs> yes. You were speeding and then getting the car. Give me a oh, license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just standing on the side of the road and then. I, I, what I remember is that because I had that cold sweat of like I'm in big trouble, big trouble, big trouble, was replaced with the the like ridiculous shame of like I just pulled myself over. <laughs> what am I doing? Pulled myself over in my own car, and then getting back in the car and like shutting the door, and I think I don't even think I drove. I think I slept on the side of the road in my car. Mm-hmm. For a while, like I did um, not need to be driving. I did not need to be driving. <laughs> I deserve to be pulled over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was it. And I, I that car, I had that car for a long time. Uh, and then I I remember selling it. I sold it for like I, don't know, I sold it for parts, probably like a hundred bucks. Is it just that car leaked everything? And then I remember running into Peter Bowen at a party later at, when I was on my next. You talking about guess. old man Bowen? Yeah, old man. Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "How is the car?" And I was so heartbroken to tell him because he lo- he had put so many speakers and everything in that car, and it, he was so like, I'm entrusting you this car. I mean, he sold it to me, but it was like, I'm giving yeah. you my masterpiece. And I was like, yeah, the car's gone. And he just looked like, I, he just looked so heartbroken, I felt terrible. Or maybe he just always looked that way, because he looked so old all the time. Well, is he alive still? I don't know, it's funny, because I've tried to find Peter Bowen. I mean, he and I would be the same age, mm. 29 today. Yeah. But, uh, he, oh, it was that. the weirdest thing. He looked like, he looked like the end of every Scooby-Doo cartoon. Like that's oh, what that he, old man. He looked old man like Crothers. Old Man Crothers at 16 years old. <laughs> and he would tinker with these cars. And one car he had that was so cool, he had a Volkswagen Bug. And they didn't make very many of these apparently, but the blinkers were little strips of metal that would pop out of the side of the Volkswagen Bug. Oh. And the light would flash here, which for the 60s, that was pretty cool. No doubt. And every time I drive by an old bug, I look to see if it has those lights because Peter had those, and he was so proud of that. And right. anyway, that was my that was my car story. First car. So were you yay ever? For that. Were you ever like just ooked out just the knowing yeah. that a cop got killed in that? Car? I think I thought it was badass. I, mean, I think it, uh, it like went with my badass mentality of like I'm badass. Yeah. Okay. Was there always a bullet hole in the murder car? There was always a bullet hole in. There had been a bullet. So the car was like you know it was it was dark blue. It was a it was a uh, it wasn't a patrol car. It was a like an undercover car. So it narc. Uh, it was yeah. It was, yeah. A narc car. it was dark blue, and then where the um, where the bullet hole had gone in, they had patched it with some whatever they had patched it with, and then. You could sort of see the gray coming. They'd repainted uh-huh. it, but you could see the putty, like the filler, yeah. whatever that is, the underneath it. Yeah, because um, I think they just, you know, they patched it up and sold it at auction wherever Peter got it. And then, um, but the, the, and then he had put, you know, he'd put duct tape or whatever over the seat, but it always fell off, and it would 
He was always there. That hole was always there. Did the back seats, the back doors lock? Like people couldn't get out unless you let them out? Yes, you had to get out and open the back seats to <gasps> oh. let people out of the back seat. That terrifies me in the sense of like people are always driving into lakes in movies with, in cop cars and they can't get out of the back. I was a very careful driver. I never yeah. would have well, Unlike Gary, you car into the lake. <laughs> no, yeah. my dad I would have absolutely <laughs> driven my car into a lake given the opportunity. If there was a lake nearby, I would have driven into it, I'm sure. Um, and yeah. what did you blast using those speakers? Did you put them to good use? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I listened to, well, I, you know, I had a very I had a very eclectic taste, but I did. I do remember uh, blasting the um, soundtrack to Footloose a lot. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. They weren't going to hold you like down. Like right? yeah, no, dancing incredibly rebellious. Yeah. 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 The whole movie's about, you know, yeah. Yeah. Sure. you They to can't the hold yeah, me yeah, down. Yeah. Cops can't tell me where to dance. Yeah, that's right. You and me, we should be dancing yeah. in the sheet. That song? Is that what he says? Not dancing in the streets? No, dancing in the sheets. sheets. Grab your coat and wave goodbye to your friends. I'm going to take you where the night never ends. Where the night never ends. I feel the need to sweep you off of your feet. Don't say no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say no. Oh, now it becomes a rape song. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's consensual. It's consensual. He's just saying, don't say no. He said, he's not saying, I heard you say no, but I'm going. But then there's also, smell this washcloth and. No, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the first two, I think. Finish yeah. your drink. Finish <laughs> your drink. It's grainy at the bottom, that's fine. Um, all right, you guys, this has been an incredible podcast. It really has. There's so many things I want to ask more about, but then it'll become a three-hour-long podcast. I really want to know the story of the lake, so maybe you'll write us a brief essay and we can put it up yeah. on the website. Uh, sure. Um, uh, what do you drive now? Uh, I drive a Hyundai Sonata. Oh, a very but nice Because of my next car. car is going to be... A, so, Tesla? Either te- either yeah. driverless or a, a one of the Teslas. Yes. I buy cars new. I don't. I just wait till I have a whole bunch of money, and then I buy something new that I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And what? Is, how can people reach you, Gary? Oh, uh, on the Twitters at Gary A Williams on the Twitters. Two L's. Yeah, two L's and, in the middle of Williams. And do you have anything coming up you want to promote? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, new episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Awesome. And I don't know if the Bob's Burger, I love Bob's Burger's cartoon. It's my absolute favorite. So I get to play a really cool character on there. And it should be coming up soon. Yeah, we know. There's a writer, uh, Wendy Molyneux, writer, producer. Wendy on. and her dear sister. Yes, and, Liz, and Lizzie. We should have uh, that one or both of them on the podcast. Oh, I'm right. going to make that happen. That. <coughs> Thanks Jim. for having me here. Yes. Yeah, Jim, what do you currently drive? What do I currently drive? Mm-hmm. I drive a Lexus uh, oh. uh, hybrid because mm. I care. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it's a family car. Well, it's you do big... drive that hybrid, but I've noticed you take a gallon of gas wherever you go and just pour it out the window. I just, <laughs> well, I feel like I'm owed. Yeah. And well, right. I usually, I, I huff it. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's, my, that's what I do. I don't drink anymore, but I huff. That makes my favorite. And where can people reach you? Uh, on my Twitter, I'm the real Jim Wise. He really is. He is. Um, and you put an at symbol before the some people. Uh, <laughs> an ampersand? No, an ampersand. No, that's the answer. The real Jim Wise. Uh, yeah, at the real Jim Wise. Do you that's have anything to promote though? Like oh, do I have to promote? Well, I'm working on a show called uh, Carpool Karaoke, which is uh, a spinoff of James Corden's segment that they're doing full episode length, so 22 minutes uh, for Apple. Oh, cool. And it's CBS and James Corden. Are the producers and oh, so they're just for online? 
yes and yes it will and. be okay. yes okay. and it will be uh st- it will after streaming it'll be on TBS so it's like interesting oh, cool. it's like in reverse of how hey, it, it's it seems like a new it's business new model. Deal. It's yeah. some sort of different paradigm, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. Right, and awesome. uh, and here goes my microphone. You've been here with Ernest. Hello. Ernest, what kind of car do you drive right now? I drive a 2012 Kia Sportage. Yes. Ooh. And her name is Ernesto. Yes. <laughs> Ernesto? Her name is Ernesto? Yes. No, it's Ernesto. It's no. a girl with a guy's name. Like, <laughs> like a girl. Okay. It's. Yeah. 2017 people. It's, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I I don't name. I've never named a car. Uh-huh. But really? I, I was yeah. I was leaving. But I was leaving work at CBS and I was walking with a uh, another writer and I said to about the American flag. I went, Ah, oh, there she is, Old Glory. And the other writer says, Where? 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 Where's your car? I'm like, I'm like, What? Uh-huh. This guy named my car, Old Glory. Uh-huh. Where's the American flag. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. Oh, no. That wasn't worth it. But now you've got to name your car. Yeah. Oh, Gloria. It's been named. Oh, Gloria. It's going to have like like an age. What's it called? Uh, No, I don't I know it's about Artemis, where can people get a hold of people me? People can get a hold of me. I I prefer people don't get a hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But I'm on it's the Twitter, and I'm on the Twitter is Schmartemis. Schmartemis. How do you spell that? S H M A R T E M I S. Schmartemis. And on the Instagram, which I am not on very much, mm. I'm the real Schmartemis. Schmartemis, <laughs> I'm following you. I'm, uh, when I'm on it, I'll follow you back. And uh, I'm on Son of Zorn right now, and that's a show that's on Fox on Sundays. Hey. So. Inferiority complex is what you were looking complex for. Complex is the word. Oh. Complex. Age complex is what I want. Thank right, you. Right. Mary Jo. Uh, at Mary Jo LA is my Twitter handle. And oh, I drive an Audi uh, Q5. Dang, girl. <laughs> she said it. It's, a, it's an SUV, and it's my first time driving an SUV, and I don't like it. Mm. Oh. Why is that? I don't know. I'm not a car person. I don't care that much, but I um, prefer a four door sedan. Interesting. And my next car will be electric. My yeah. next car will either be mm. uh, oh Chase Witness car. My next car will either be a Tesla, hopefully, or if if I can't afford them or I can't get one of those ones that everybody's waitlisted for. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You uh, Alexa, stop. Is Alexa or Siri? Ah, <sighs> so that was Alexa. Uh-huh. They sound a lot alike. That was crazy. I'm sorry. What a nightmare. Should I do this part over? No. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Oh, dang. Uh, Lose Gary's comedy gold. You can reach me at Mary Jo LA. That's my Twitter <laughs> handle. And uh, Mary Jo Smith on Facebook. And um, I'm going to be doing... Oh, no, it'll be over by then. No, I, I don't have anything to promote yet for the month of February. I only have January stuff to promote. Oh. Mm-hmm. It'll be too late. Well, this podcast. Yeah. Well, read the, listen to this podcast. Listen to the January 1st, no, the February 1st podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Keep listening right now. Keep listening right now at the end. Read, listen to it again. Um, or listen to it in the future. Or yeah. go back and listen to other episodes. Or tweet us what you'd like us to talk about. Talk about. Uh, you can find me at Colleen Smee, uh, C-O-L-L-E-N-S-M-I, on Twitter. And then from there you can find other things. Uh, we are at My First Time Podcast. Dot net online. First is spelled out. Yes, and my first time pod on uh, Twitter. Twitter, and and we're also on Facebook. You can find us there. And we're on 
iTunes. Yes, and uh, you can find photographs on uh, the website and on uh, Facebook done by uh, T. Chick McClure, who you can follow on Instagram is probably the best place to follow him, yeah, right? Yeah, at T. Chick Photo. At T. Chick. And if you want your photograph taken, yes. let him know. And then Friends the photograph. original music. Oh, well, I, the car I drive is a black Prius, so, you know, it's not that exciting. Mm. Um, the original music is done by Ian Smith. Oh. You can follow him at Ian Screams. And um, he currently drives a uh, Toyota pickup. Yeah, yes. and his first car was a yellow Pontiac Firebird, which he's Trans Am. Spoken about. He's on spoken on of this podcast, awesome. and it had the big. That's why I think it's a Firebird because it had the bird painted the bird on it. <gasps> and you drove it for like six months until it died, no, right? I had a couple of years. Okay. Oh, got a few three sixties in it. And yeah. <laughs> We should wrap it up because Gary's on social media. Now. No, I'm trying to find Ian Screams uh, oh, oh, Twitter. Oh, oh, oh. Is it just on, Ian Screams? On, on Twitter, it's Ian Screams Music. There it is. Was already taken by somebody. There else. it is. That's what I was doing. That's my social media. I was making sure I was following everybody. Odds? Thank you for listening. Yay! We'll see you next time. We did it. We're successful. We did it.